Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's time for Ghosts of Boyfriends Pass, but normally at this time in the fortnight, it'd be time for a main episode. And normally, I'd be introducing my co-host, Tom. But instead, I'm introducing... Zainzi Weber, who is, the fill-in co-host. Who is normally our producer, <laughs> currently producer and fill-in co-host, because Tom has COVID. Yeah, look, as, as soon as we think that we're past it, through it, we never have to worry about it again... Everyone gets it. <laughs> yep. Everyone gets it. And then they keep falling in like a staggered fashion, like just really staggered enough yeah. to annoy everybody. <laughs> um, so we do wish Tom well. He said that he is feeling fine, but will not be able to be out of isolation by the time we were set to record our next episode. Yep. So I decided that I'd get Zane on mic. And because I'm okay. I'm second best. Look, he does have a few <laughs> podcasts of his own. <laughs> He's he's got a bit of experience slash he, look. He's been on more podcasts than I listen to. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, so what I want to do today is I got sent the most epically long saga of write-ins. What do we call them? Like read-ins or write-in yeah, stories? Write-in stories. My words aren't working. I've listener just, submissions. Listener submissions. I've just puppy sat two puppies for like the last two weeks and they both like to get up at like three, four in the morning. So I'm kind of like catching up on a sleep deficit. speaking human yet. No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. I've got two weeks of sleeping for four hours at night to catch up on. I'm dying. Okay, so Zane is here to provide the oh my gods and to hit the button should we wish. Oh, I will prepare the button. Prepare, prepare the, the button. button. Okay, so this was emailed into me by a listener and it starts with, okay, here's the story of the fuckery of 2016. Okay, so we're going back a few years. Yes. Oh, 2016 was a bad year. 2016 that we was previously thought that 2016 was yeah. like the year that kicked our asses. It was the worst year. We wanted to kill 2016 and then 2020 came along and we were very sorry about all the horrible things we said about yeah. 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Embrace 2016. Okay. So let's call him Ryan. You can call me Penny for all intents and purposes. Ryan and I were friends from about 18-ish. To set the scene, when we met, we lived in my hometown, but he was from a different city about four hours away. When we were younger, it was purely platonic and very much based on the party days of our youth, like drinking buddies. So fast forward about five to six years, and I lived in his hometown, and he still remained in mine. So I guess we kind of swapped. And once I'd moved away over those years, I never really saw or spoke to him in that time. It was sort of a friendship of convenience then, let's say. Very little interest in each other's actual lives that didn't involve cheap wine, overly packed nightclubs, and playing apple bottom jeans. Okay. So just going out, yep. getting drunk. Yep. No hanky panky. No, and and just like mates when, when it suited convenient. them. Yep. Yeah. 
So lo and behold, the birth of Tinder came about in the teens of the 2000s. And in about 2015, I decided reluctantly, reluctantly to give it a go. And apparently so did Ryan. So naturally, when my former drinking buddy popped up, it was an easy swipe to say hello. Fast forward and we decided to catch up. Okay. Catch up is in inverted commas. I'm curious now. I haven't been on apps for a very long time. Mm. If you see someone that yes. you know yes. on an app, yes. is it etiquette just to go like, swipe right, hello, I know you're here, we don't have to do anything, or I, is it only if you are interested and maybe... I have else? always followed the etiquette of only swipe if you're interested because then if you match and somebody has this long unrequited thing and you're like, ha-ha, hello, just saying hello, bye, unmatch, like it's rude. That's what I thought. So, okay. But I also haven't been on the apps in a while. <laughs> so, could somebody who is on the app yeah. What Tell is us. the etiquette on swiping on friends? Do you just swipe on someone that you know to be like, ha-ha, hey, buddy, or do you do you use it as the opportunity to be like, hey, well, how, And that's the thing because I remember when I was on the apps way back in the day, I was matched with uh, – it wasn't it wasn't Tinder. It was something else. And it was straight guys that I was in a theatre production with just on the gay side of whatever app it was to see what it was like. And I was like, mm. that's weird. Mm. And it's even weirder that you matched with me. Yeah, yeah. Well, so then they address this saying it's a very awkward situation where you meet a former friend on a dating app. So upon meeting, you're a little bit like, is this a reunion? Is this a date? Safe to say when seeing him, it was very much a reunion. Zero feelings. That was that. Okay. Easy. Now it starts getting a bit blurry because it was six plus years ago and I have major mum brain nowadays. Okay. That's okay. We forgive you. I've got puppy brain. I'm pretty sure they're the same thing, right? It's your story. <laughs> we're, we're, we're taking your side. So I'm pretty sure a year later we bumped into each other again on Tinder. This time the conversation had a bit of a flirty undertone and I invited him to come and drink with myself and my housemates when he was visiting his hometown where I was currently living. Mm-hmm. He lived quite a while away from the city so I offered to pick him up and for him to stay on our couch because I'm a good friend like that. But I think we both knew at that point that I meant my bed. Ha ha. Right. Yes. So when you said got a little bit flirty, like it was... It's it, clear there's intent okay. at this point. All right. So... Uh, where am I? Blah, blah, blah. This time, with the help of some cheap cider, it was definitely a bit more than our previous brother from another mother relationship. Alas, this was the start of the fuckery. Literally? I don't know. Okay. Yes, it sounds like it. <laughs> so we get a head of steam up and head out in the pre COVID 19 overpacked sweaty clubs to further worsen our impending hangover. My hell. Yes. I, I fucking hated clubs back in the day. I was the, if you can I give assume me, a, I still do. If you can give me a beer garden where I can sit down and drink and talk with someone and occasionally dance and sing bad karaoke, fine. Yeah. Yeah. If you mush me up against someone else's body, like even pre COVID, no thank you. Horror. Yeah, awful. So there's a bit of sitting too close in the taxi, laughing at mediocre jokes, innocent touching, and then a bit of absolute MIA on his behalf. I couldn't for the life of me figure out where he went. My friend and I were about to leave, so we called him and he said, oh, uh, I um, I bumped into a friend, so I'll see you tomorrow as my stuff is at your house. Roger that. I clearly misread those signals. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 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 That's a okay, red flag. Mm-hmm. Big red flag. Even even for a friend, red yeah. flag. Yeah. 7 a.m., I open my regretful, hungover eyes to a phone call from Ryan. Hey, uh, sorry, there's definitely an R there, so I've got okay. to do the voice. Yep. Hey, uh, 
do you think that you could pick me up just around the corner-ish? I've, um, I've been in a car crash. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So naturally when someone tells you they've been in a car crash, I leapt out of bed to yeah, the scene mode. of the crime and I find him and a half-dressed girl sitting on the side of the road with the bonnet of the car folded in half. Oof. Yeah. He grabs his shoes and beelines for my passenger door. So, in conclusion, he booty called another girl last night and she was dropping him to my house and then she crashed her car, literally called another girl, me, to collect him and just leaves her to fend for herself in her time of need in the middle of the road. Uh, Red flag. Yes. That, that's that's uh, – <clears throat> What I, I'm really interested in the interaction when you arrive at the scene of the car crash. It just said that he just grabbed his stuff and made a beeline for my passenger door. Okay. So it doesn't even sound like there was a goodbye. It was a yeah, this is get up and go sitch. Hmm. Hmm. So- I'm trying to think of what the situation could be where the other girl would be okay with this situation. I don't – well, he's probably just thinking, well, we're mates, so she'll get it. And oh, she, she'll get whatever. it. Whatever. It'll be weird for her if they they talk to yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah. So, really, I'm doing them a favour. So, yeah, at this stage, Penny says, I should have run a mile, but then I was 23 and prone to poor decision-making. That's fair. Okay. 23 is the age to do it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm going to speed through the next bit. Basically, much like the last arrangement, we plan to do the same thing only in my hometown at his house. This time, the awkward friends barrier was broken and we ended up, well, you get it, long time coming, no pun intended, but appreciated. <laughs> By some of us. Zane hates puns. I'm I'm interested in, I'm actually interested in the euphemism of long time coming. Does that mean that the actual orgasm itself is extra long? No, I feel or like, just like it was like just a, a long time leading up to them finally banging. All right. That's what okay. I reckon. As long as she's happy with this decision, like at, no at, shade at the moment. Well, let's continue, yeah. shall we? <laughs> so over the next, say, five months, it was 24-7 texting. And when each of us were in the opposing towns, we would go and stay and have lots of Adult cuddles mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> to the point where I think that we were just making up reasons to go see mum at home just to go see each other. The standard start to any romance story, really. Now, after a few months of avoidant, uh, uh, sorry, avoiding talking feelings, I was on a plane home and just before we took off, I decided to send a message, something along the lines of, had a great weekend. I just wanted to say that I might be starting to really like you. It could be feelings or it might be just hay fever or something. I'm not sure. Uh, So I just wanted to put that out there. Send, aeroplane mode, hour of sitting in absolute anxiety, land, aeroplane mode off, wait for it, wait for it, nothing, die. Okay. I will say, I don't, while I'm still on our listeners' side here, Mm -hmm. they did that to themselves. Oh, yeah. You don't. (laughs) Put something out there. And I know that it seems tempting to put the oh, message absolutely. out there when someone can't get back to you so you can sit there for an hour and justify it's like, oh, it's, it's, it could still it, be there. It's like Schrodinger's text message. Yeah. Like it's both there and not there until your <laughs> phone comes off airplane mode. Yeah. But also 
leaving it until like after you're leaving to say that. Yeah. Like, that that's also rough. That's rough on any relationship, and even I, if it's good. I know that it seems hard to put your big person pants on and yeah. say it to the person's face because holy hell, that's really hard. But you can judge their reaction from the split second you say the words. Yeah. So even though you feel like you're doing the hard thing, you're taking the easy way out because you know instantly there's none of this uncertainty no bullshit. No stress. You know. People aren't that good at face acting, not even <laughs> actors, I'm telling you. Um, so the next day, in brackets, asshole, I get a message saying, hey, sorry I didn't reply yesterday. I was just uh, thinking about what to say. <laughs> he knows exactly yes. what he wants to say. Yes, exactly. Don't, don't again, like don't beat around the bush. Yep. You know what you want to yep. say. Yeah. <laughs> even if it is like, hey, not I wasn't thing. ready for that. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, I do have some sort of feelings for you as well, but I just don't think I want to explore anything further. Just not what I'm looking for at the moment. Best of luck, <sighs> Ryan. <clears throat> I mean, we don't have to push the button because he's <laughs> we pushed know. that button. Look, our, our, our listener has just written dot, 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 die. <laughs> Best of luck. Best of luck. At what? At, at what, life, Ryan? at life. Like, oh yeah, I, I, hope I wish you well. Warm regards. <laughs> you know, this five months of <laughs> sex wishes. and friends has been pretty good, but like, I don't think we need to know each other anymore. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're not done. It was at this moment that I realized it was not, in fact, hay fever because my little heart was quite bruised and I was genuinely pretty rattled. Oh, I, no, I get it. I get it, because especially if you haven't admitted to yourself fully that, like, you have got a lot of hopes and dreams wrapped up in this possibility. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, a few weeks or months passed, I can't actually remember, and who pops up on my phone with a, hey, how are you doing, kiss? Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, it tracks, mm-hmm. but it sucks. Oh, yes. So, do I choose to maturely ignore this and save myself from further fuckery? Absolutely not. <laughs> Maturely ignoring it is, I guess that is one way to do it. I don't think even I would be mature in inverted commas enough to ignore it. No, I'd either I would call serve them one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would I maturely serve them some? It was like, hey, what's up? Kiss. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So back to 24-7 texting and soon enough we were planning to hang out when he was visiting his hometown again. He'd started drinking with his friends one night and texted saying, come see me at some city bar. So I drank my medium-priced wine in brackets. I'm older and bougier by this point. No cheap cider for me. <laughs> and with my friend proceed to head out. I see him in the queue for the bar very drunk. There's a lot of ease in that very okay. a lot. He had this look about him that was always a dead giveaway. I think it was the crossed eyes. So hot. Uh, look, I feel like she's saying hot, ironically there. Yes. But this has been the pattern that he's they, they've both worked up to this point. I just yeah. think she's progressed past it into bougie territory. Yeah. Yeah. And he has an arrested development a little yes. bit. Yes. <laughs> so I walk up to him and he turns to me like I was his long lost lover, grabs me by the waist and says to his friends, guys, this is the girl I've been telling you about. 
I just vomited a little bit in my mouth. A very confusing thing to say after only a few weeks ago saying he was not much interested in me. Best of luck. Best of luck. Best of luck. Best of luck, Penny. I've been telling you guys about – I'm sorry, I just – up the gay for that reason. It's like, I'm just telling you guys about this girl that I said best of luck to. Yeah. She's coming here tonight. Yeah, so best of luck meeting her, guys. <laughs> you know this episode's going to be called Best of Luck. Yes, yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway, in the club, he is so intense and talking to me far too close to my face to the point where he gets kicked out of the bar because security thinks that he is a stranger and he is harassing me. Naturally, I follow him to make sure that he doesn't fall on the road or into another girl's bed like last time. Yeah. yeah. I am unsure <laughs> now whether whether they're angling to get back into bed or whether they're working some mischievous scheme. I think she's hoping that he's okay. going to get back into the bed. That's, that's, that's the vibe that I get. Right. She's like, oh, I'm just helping him and hoping that he doesn't I have rearranged my expectations. Okay. okay. Yeah. You're, you know you're making a bad choice. Yeah, yeah. Let's proceed. And we stroll the streets of the city where all his feelings were coming out. Just to note that I was not that drunk, so this was far more intense for me than him. We grab a cab home in which he types on his phone and shows me the message, I think I'm falling in love with you. Oh, uh. Which I proceed to clear the message and say, you're going to regret that, my friend. Best of luck. Best of luck. (laughs) He did, so embarrassed, face in palms when he woke up, but he didn't deny it the next day. Yeah. And the plot thickens. Fast forward, we started dating. Okay, that's yep. a, that's a big choice. Yeah, it's a big choice. I I guess that's I understand. That's an early twenties year old's choice, and it's only been a few weeks. And when you've got all those little hopes and dreams in your little heart, and someone's like, like, "I quickly. think I'm falling in love with you," you're like, "Oh my god, hard eyes." Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uncle Zane's concerned. Yes. But we'll, let's let's see where this goes. Annie Lee's is just. <laughs> <laughs> So fell into one of those very intense, passionate relationships. Oh, like love bombing? Is this what we're talking That's about? That's what yeah. it sounds like. Yeah. Um, you know, the ones obsessed with each other, like gross. My heart would genuinely break every time I would have to go home. Fun fact, he made me take his own personalized, what the fuck? I haven't read this far yet. <laughs> Fun fact, he made me take his own personalized questionnaire about myself that makes his that he makes his girlfriends take at the start of the relationship about my biggest insecurities, goals, plans, blah, 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 and then saves it on his computer whilst deleting the previous girlfriend's notes. There was only one other who had taken it. Sheesh, what an honour it was to now have my very own folder. Immediately. My God. Me. For one second, play devil's advocate. I love some good data. Well, but putting insecurities first is a big red flag. So, like, the data should be offered. Yeah, absolutely. Not asked for it should be, in that way. Because I will say, when I started dating my current partner, we watched, it was a show in New York, two girls, uh, they're basically gross, but they 
sat down, one of them sat down and did like a, okay, we've been in a relationship for another year. Here's our contracts. Let's negotiate what is going on. And he said, oh, that would be real fun to do. So I did that with him. And that was really good because you get to ask questions like, what do you think your love language is? Which is really good because it's communicating. But when someone springs that on you and puts what are your biggest insecurities on there, like even asking that question. (laughs) Yeah. Like for example, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, I previously dated somebody who was non uh, who was non neurotypical, yeah, yeah. um, and thought, okay, well, I'm going to communicate my needs, and I gave them a big list of things. Here are things I like. Here are scents I like. Here yeah. is the size of clothing that I wear. Here are the size of shoes I wear. Here are things I don't like to help them choose a present yeah, for absolutely. me. Absolutely, because it's very difficult, and I didn't want to also, you know. But that's data offered up by me, and I didn't go. By the way, I'm really scared of being abandoned. Yes, yeah, like ha- look. First question. How can I manipulate you? Yeah. yeah. Second question, how far can I manipulate you before you'll twig? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's what was may as well have been written on that yeah, piece of paper. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> so, still going. Mm-hmm. Eight months later or more, he's working his seasonal shifts throughout the night. He's work brought over a bunch of people from overseas to do the busy season. So he starts talking about all his new friends that he's made and how there's just a few girls that have been making the rounds around all the boys. Not him, though. Mm. Not him. He's in a very loving, committed relationship. So during this time when I would stay, he would be awake all night and sleep all day. Not so great when your boyfriend is nocturnal and you are not. Commonly, I would wake up to him laughing at his work group text. Now, there's no quotation marks around this, but my brain is automatically putting work, work group text. Group, yeah. Yes. Or the, the work. Yeah. Commas, yeah. Yeah. Not unusual. Few months when I uh, passed, when I realized that he had narrowed down his midnight conversations to just one person. Mm-hmm. Let's call her. Uh, oh, her. I'm Let's so surprised. Her. I know. Kelsey, please. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call her Emma. For context, Emma was one of the girls who was actually sleeping her way through the team. Okay. Not slut-shaming, if that's what you want to do and everybody's consenting. If you're a seasonal worker, you're on yep. holiday, why not? Have some yep. fun while you're on holiday. We actually, oh, this is good. Not good, but we actually had a tiff over her because he would refer to her as the slut and I said that she's her own woman and can sleep with whomever she wants and she definitely doesn't deserve to be a slut for it. Thank yeah, you, absolutely. Penny. That is exactly the point that I wanted to make. Yeah. So, texting seemed to be quite frequent. Now we were getting to the point where his phone is being placed face down. That was that was one of the first signals that I had when one of my exes was cheating was that instead of the phone being left on the table, it was either face down or always immediately put back mm. in the pocket. Maybe I need to apologize to everyone I've ever dated because – Phone face down is just how ha- because I get distracted by it. I otherwise. do phone face down too, but I have consistently done it. It hasn't yeah, right. changed okay. from being yeah. face up to face that's the down. Thing, like, I I was only now that I have even a passcode because I had just had my messages come up. Anyone can read my phone. Yeah, I changed that when I dated people I didn't trust. <laughs> <laughs> um so my side spidey senses are prickling at this point, and rightly so, might I add. So I remember waking up in the night and once saying, hey, babe, would you mind not texting other girls while I'm literally sleeping right next to you? To which he laughed and gave me a cuddle (laughs) and said, oh, babe, don't be jealous. There's nothing to worry about. She's a slut. Such calming words to tell your girlfriend. 
I don't understand the intent behind those words. Like, oh, don't worry about her. She sleeps with anyone. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, I think he thinks. I think he thinks that by degrading this woman, the girlfriend will think he's not into her. Right. That's that's the only Ugh, justification I have for it, which is the worst. The next line. day. I was pretty rattled because I could feel something wasn't right. Yeah. I drove back home and decided to not message or contact him until late that evening just to show that something was off and it was making me uncomfortable. Good old mind games, you know, to get your point across. Yep. Yeah, okay. Again. And you know what? Can I just point out that I almost guarantee that he wouldn't have noticed? Yeah. This might. So you think you're playing this like checkmate, bitch, but – if I don't text someone all day and he's a dude and he's straight and I'm dating him, he won't notice that I haven't Correct. texted him. It yeah. won't be until I actively say something's pissing me off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this is a game that only you're playing and it's making yourself feel anxious. <laughs> Correct. Yes. So the following night I'm working late and he messages me saying, can we Skype when you get home? And I feel like that's 2016, 2017's version of we need to talk, right? I mean, it is. I, I mean, know. it is just like, can we talk this on far, this specific so. mode, please? Yeah. Uh, but also, if he, I was just making a prediction here, if he breaks up with her over Skype literally hours after she's left and driven home, bad. Bad. Bad man. <laughs> Zane is waggling his finger in the air. No. No. <laughs> Uh, nothing unusual, she says. So I get home at about 4 a.m., spark up my lappy, and there he is, looking like he's about to tell me he has two weeks to live. He says he had just come home from work after having a convo with Emma, mm-hmm. and they both told each other they had really strong feelings for one another. Mm, in their pants. In their pants. A conversation sparked because I wasn't contacting him during the day. Oh, it's her fault. Oh, oh I, I see. only talked to her you because drove you didn't talk me to me all day. You got in the car, you drove me straight to her vagina by doing that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just led to them confessing their love for each other. And OP is question mark, question mark, question mark. Also, I mean, Admitting to attraction outside of a relationship while in a relationship to the person you're in a relationship with is difficult, but possible and maybe healthy. Yeah, honestly. Unless you intend on doing something shady like this. Yeah, like the the, the open communication about yeah. it. I'm on side of that. I'm scared of what's to come. Yeah. Yep. Because this story was prefaced with fuckery. <laughs> Again. I don't think he's got his the best intentions. Like he's Mm-mm. he's fuckboying about. Mm-mm. Yeah. So Penny says, absolutely heart crushing news. My poor best friend in the opposing room got quite the op- opposing room. Yeah, right. Got quite the wake up call when a blubbing girl comes crawling into her room at four five a.m. reliving the devastation which was the impending doom of her relationship. Trust your instincts, ladies. Yeah. And I'd like to say trust your instincts. Everybody, because, like, yes, I sometimes think that females have a special ability to pick up on shit. Like, we just know. But everyone, if you get a really bad or a really significant gut feeling, trust it. I, th- I think women have have the, the reputation of doing it because women don't deny their emotions as much as men do. That's true. And so they they like, oh, I feel something is wrong. I don't know what it is, but I'm feeling something. Whereas men are just like, mm. I feel nothing. Yeah. 
It's not anger, so I don't feel it. So he then texts me the next day saying that he's quit his job and he's moving home to be with me and get away from Emma, evil Emma. Mm. I think my very sore heart felt a little bit of relief that he had chosen to be with me. We planned a very expensive getaway to try and get things back on track. He gave me his card number, said, you choose someone nice, and this was blood money that I was very willing to take. Interesting. In your experience, holidays good or bad for struggling relationships? Um. This is, I'm a very bad person to ask about this because the only time that I've ever dumped someone was right after they booked a trip to come to New York with me to prove that they were in love with me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I see. See, for me, it solidified that I was like, oh, God, what have I done? No. Right. And that that's kind of where I was going because I think like a trip is going to be either make or break. And if you don't want to figure out if you're going to make or break it, maybe don't go on a trip. Maybe. Yeah. Communicate a bit more. What a miserable trip that would be. Cool. Oh. Two weeks later, I get the call. I can't do this. I'm going to be with Emma. And that was it. Like, literally, I never saw him again. He would occasionally drunkenly message me saying, I miss you and I hate myself for that. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Does he hate himself for what he did or does he hate himself for missing her? Oh, I reckon the second. He doesn't He doesn't hate himself for what he did. Okay. Come on. Only I mean, for that yeah. to be retracted in the morning when he woke up and realised he probably shouldn't text any other girls when he has a girlfriend. Also, I think this guy might have a little bit of a substance abuse problem. Yeah, like there's something going on. If, hey. there's, if you're only capable of sharing feelings – when you are wasted, yeah, maybe you need to examine that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, therapy. Yeah, and I and I get it. Like it's easier to like, oh, I'm not going to remember this, so I it won't have happened. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So then, once Ryan caught wind that I was happy with someone else, a few months later, I wake up to a text from a random number, as all his contacts for him were well in the bin at this point. Well <laughs> done, mature, good choice. Yep. I just wanted to say I'm so glad you're happy. You deserve such great things. I mean that. Swipe, delete. Best of luck. Best of fucking luck. How it was dare more... you swoop in yeah. and try to yeah. take credit yeah. for this entirely other person that you crushed down into a little puddle finding something nice that isn't you? Yep. There was more to the message, but I couldn't be bothered Good. hearing it. No, absolutely. She deleted it. Something I wish I did from the first Tinder interaction a few years ago. As soon as I read that, all of my animosity was gone and I felt set free knowing that he knew he recognized the fuckery he'd caused and the guilt was coming back to the surface and there wasn't, and, and, and there wasn't anything that I was going to do to lick his wounds. Well done. Yeah. I hope. I do hope that he can admit to himself that he's guilty in this situation. I don't – it doesn't I come across like he feel is. like he's saying that so that he can – it's that cushioning yeah. thing where he's, he's he, you know, when you're with someone but you try and have a soft place to land yeah. if, if it all falls apart. Okay. So, to me, it sounded like he was he was more going like, oh, I didn't hurt you because everything turned out all right. So oh, it could like, be either. So, it's like, oh, I'm not I'm that absolving bad. myself yeah. from guilt because you're happy now yeah. so everything happens for a like, reason. Oh, fuck you. Best yeah. wishes. Warm Absolutely. regards. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um. My biggest regret, however, is that I never got my chance to just let my inner anger out. You know, that's a common regret. 
yep. common regret. I was weirdly really understanding of the situation, but I wish I gave him a bit of a verbal bruising about how shit his behavior had been and how much mental damage he'd caused me. As far as I know, they're still together, which after many years of hatred, I realized he actually did make the right decision. Unfortunately, you shouldn't stay with someone if you think you may have found your penguin in someone else. You should, however, not be a fucker and have respect for your current partner at the time. There are totally, there are difficult, but but totally appropriate ways to go about doing what he ended up doing, mm-hmm. and he ignored all of them. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, you need to actually analyze what you're actually feeling, Yeah, maybe, rather than yep. just uh, what you want to feel. On that note, I also went on to find my very own little penguin, and we have a very cute little baby boy now. Aww. His name is Ryan, JK. Thank you. <laughs> I, was, uh, I just had that moment of like, oh, no, I've misinterpreted this whole thing. Uh, but seriously, he's cute AF, and I'm not just being biased. The kid looks like a cabbage patch kid. Adorable. Side note. All of the holidays and excursions were booked under my name and refunded into my account. And yes, I kept the money. And no, I don't feel the slightest bit bad. I considered it my leaving gift. Always trust your instincts. Yeah, absolutely. So that was the most sagary of saga <laughs> mini-sode listener submission stories. Bloody loved it. Yeah. Can I just say, Penny, amazing writing. You do not have to be an incredible novelist like Penny <laughs> to write in. But that was incredibly well written. I didn't edit or change a single bit of that. That Wonderful. was exactly as it yeah. was written. So I know it's a mini-sode, but it felt like a maxi-sode. It's, it's, we're over 30 minutes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so do we want to go through lessons learned and treat it as if it is sure. a maxi-sode, yeah. but I just read it out? <laughs> Absolutely. I think this... This story is a great way, uh, a great, great uh, object lesson of like, acknowledge that you made silly choices as a young person and that they made you who you are. And so you can forgive your younger self rather than carrying it on. Yeah. Yeah. Because obviously Penny deals with this with a lot of humor and acknowledges the anger and the bad feelings as well but just like it's not like i was such an idiot yeah Yeah. exactly look i've got a couple of lessons my number one lesson is um make sure that you say everything you want to say when you want to say it because i'm all for you know what i'm not gonna let this slide i am gonna hold you to account like and some people tell me that i'm petty and shitty about that but i think that people deserve to know how they made me feel i definitely think if Calling people out on their own bullshit is something that I think is becoming more socially normalized, and I think yeah. it's a great way to start a conversation. I think, but if there's already been a cutoff point, don't wade back into yeah, that water. Don't, but don't, yeah, don't bring it back up on yourself. But if you're tr- if you're in the middle of the situation and you're trying to tamp down the anger because you want to appear like a reasonable person, yeah. fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> don't try and take that. No, that's it's shitty advice. But like my, I just think that so many people because women and and it it it, it happens a lot to women. Yeah, women we don't allowed to feel anger. We don't want to be seen to be crazy. Yep. We don't want to be seen to be the one that's kicking up a stink or being the you know the splinter in the foot or whatever but you're allowed to tell people because let me tell you they will absolutely tell you how they feel about something yeah absolutely i think yeah if you have emotions tell people and as hard as it is resist the urge to do that 
over text or yes. any messaging platform. Yep. If you can do it face-to-face, do it that way. And like I said, it feels like the hard way, but it's yep. not because you get a visual clue that puts you out of your misery yep. instantly or can put you on the road and to And it is a little instantly. bit more difficult with long-distance stuff. Yeah. But, Technology, yeah. man. At yeah. least you can do it face-to-face over a computer or something like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other lesson that I would have is I do believe in trusting your instincts. If you get that little panicky feeling in your chest that you need to be holding on to someone, something's wrong. Yeah. Like if you get that fight or flight kind of must keep men close to me, must keep women close to me. Yeah. If you you feel like you have to cling, it's probably because there's been something that's changed in the relationship that's made you feel that way. So explore why you're feeling those feelings and try and find evidence in people's lives without going through their phones because that's shit. Well, I was just going to say, I think it's a sign of a very healthy relationship if you can say those feelings to the person yeah. and have them go, okay, yeah. perhaps I'm doing this differently and is that causing this or yeah. and treat it like a problem that you can solve together. Yeah. And I think even that reaction will give you more information about where they're coming at it from as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So... Yeah, cool. Main episode that's morphed into a mini-sode. Zane, thank you so much for being exactly what this episode needed. You're your- welcome. I like being the concerned uncle yeah, every now and then. it's nice. It's nice. Penny, thank you so much for taking the time to write your story in. And I think I'll throw the doors open for more like this. If you yeah. want to be on a main episode and your story deserves more than mini-episode time and you don't want to put your voice to it, Heck, have I not just proven to you that I can read something out dramatically and do your story justice? Write in, ghost of boyfriends past at gmail.com, any of our social medias, or you can fill in our handy form, which is at I've forgotten because my That's brain not is canon.com forward slash ghost, ghost of boyfriends past. past. Yes, sorry, my brain is still puppy brain. That's I can't do anything about that. But yes, if you if you have a story that's too salacious to put your own name and voice to, I a hundred percent will do a dramatic reading of said story. Or Tom, should you wish him to be the dramatic reader? I want to hear some of these salacious stories because I, I feel like I've been doing most of the salaciousness on this podcast. Yeah. And I want I want some other people to start I throwing it in there. I want some sex stories. Yeah. I want some weird shit. I want some <laughs> kinky shit. I want some shit that you're ashamed to talk about your friends with, but you want to talk with us because we won't put your name to it. We'll also validate you most likely. Yeah. And, like, I also want the shit that you secretly fucking love that you yes. aren't ashamed of at all, but you just can't do it because you don't want your nan to find out about it. <laughs> I want those stories so thank you so much zane for joining us um we wish tom all of the best and um best of luck hey yeah avoid covid normally being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge.
Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.